0: Alright, this is Brett Stein and the Stories with Stein Bearcat Fan Podcast, episode 105. As usual, I'm joined by my tag team partner Jeff Gennel. And since this is a basketball-only season preview episode, we were kind enough to be joined by Coach Mike Saunders Sr. from the George Hill program. And obviously everyone knows his son Ice Mike Saunders Jr. is the point guard for the Bearcats. Jeff, how you doing?
1: fantastic how are you how are you
0: how are you both we're pretty good coach thanks for joining us
1: i appreciate y'all having me on how y'all doing y'all doing good
0: yeah yeah we're excited it's, it's uh yeah it's a little chilly it was it was 30 degrees where i am uh, this morning i had to put on uh put on something warm when i took the I took the get to school um but that's that's a sign that the weather's turning and that means one thing the return of college basketball so yes, coach Coach, I know the team's already played a couple of uh, secret scrimmages, so I don't want to get anyone in trouble and and ask too many questions there. But obviously this is a big year for for the team. New coaching staff's in place, a lot of new players coming in, and and a nice core of returning players. And one of the biggest things that I've kind of focused on, and and when Jeff and I have spoken, this will be the first time that these players – have gotten to play in front of the Cincinnati fans and a big thing for all these players is that they've talked about how great the fan support is and and the the arena. So just in your conversations with Mike and just from from what you've seen, you know, seeing some practices, things like that, how much of a difference do you think it's going to make for the the players to play in front of a a, a packed packed house and and playing in front of fans again?
1: I I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be big for them. I mean, I think that, Um, just even talking with Mike and kind of understanding um, just even when they have kids that come in on visits and they talk about their experience um, when they were on visits meaning like Mike and Madsen and Mason, those guys like that that when they first got introduced to Cincinnati basketball, that was what really stuck out to them and what really um, got them so excited about coming to Cincinnati so they remember you know, in our in our case, the Temple game. You know, what I'm saying how exciting that was. So they, the good thing is they remember those visits, and they know the energy. They felt the energy as fans, and they started to kind of get an opportunity to sit a little bit. Uh, you know, later in the season last year against uh, Vanderbilt, uh, things like that. So it's it's gonna it's gonna be big, and I think it's gonna even be uh, a huge boost for kids. They came in, that transferred in, that played, like, in the ACC or the, the different conferences or, or big arenas. And they, you know, the experienced guys that have played in those things. So it's going to be a huge boost for those guys, a, a big boost.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, like, Odie has played in the ACC, so he's probably used to arenas like that. But I can't imagine he's too used to a home crowd being, like, what it's probably going to be at fifth-third. So you you guys were here for the two-lane oh, – not 2 lay- but the Temple game – that was uh, Trey Scott's last second
1: putback, wasn't that? Yeah, last well, yes. Yeah, we was there. We was that was yeah that was Mike's uh, <clears throat> one of his last like our visits to Cincinnati was that game. Yeah, so we it was crazy. It was it was crowded. It was a lot of energy, And even we like <clears throat> you know even the, like the good thing uh, the one thing that Mike recognized um, when we went to the Temple game was. The, the the excitement of the game, and then just all the fans after the game. You know, it's not about just the fans that are there and the game's over and they leave. You know, it's like the fans that stay after the games that like support you and you know are getting autographs and talking to the players. Yeah. It's like those things that the kids are really excited about because if there was such a disconnect last year, obviously with COVID and things like that, that. So it really, it really stuck out to the guys that experienced those moments uh, on recruiting visits and things like that, or like you said, the guys that were you know a part of the program, like Downport, and Chewy, and Chewy and stuff like that. That remember, like, yeah, you know, this is going to be crazy. You know, it's going to be crazy.
0: Now, something else that's really noteworthy, I think, in addition to just having the fans back, is these players have had you know a, a normal summer in terms of workouts practice has been in full swing for a few weeks now a couple of uh, scrimmages against other college teams not just practicing against your own guys so how much more comfortable uh, does Mike feel you know it seems like he's going to be given the keys and he's likely to be the starting point guard what kind of sense have you gotten from him and just being around the team uh, as much as you have uh, having that to kind of have a roster with so many new pieces and a new coaching staff to kind of come together. How much has that you know, the off season and then the summer and then the fall practice, how much has that helped in terms of, you know, getting the team off on the right on, on the right foot this season?
1: I I think okay, so here's what you, here's the thing about about how like college basketball can work sometimes. It has really helped Cincinnati this year. So you know normally when you recruit a kid, you got like let's say you got the head coach and then you might have four assistant coaches. And a lot of times each assistant coach might like recruit a region. You know what I'm saying? So you might be Atlanta or you might be the West Coast. Or you might be the East Coast. And a lot of times you build a relationship with one assistant coach. So like in Mike's case, his main relationship was with Tim Morris. So like him and Morris were kind of close and maybe him and Dwyer might not have been that close. You know so not in a bad way, but it's just how, how relationships evolve. Well, with Cincinnati, you bring it in, a whole new staff, and all the assistant coaches are building relationship with all the players. So Mike is more so like, okay, Coach Roberts might come to Mike like, hey, work on this, work on that, do this. Coach might do the same thing. Do this, do this. Coach, you know, the next coach or the Stowe, <laughs> or cam Do- you know, first dollar like it's like everybody's interacting with everybody and i think the more you have eyes on kids <clears throat> the more you get intel from all the coaches the confidence level and the appreciation of the whole staff manage everything you know you're not competing You you are competing because obviously it's college basketball and everybody wants to play and this and that, this and that. But at the end of the day, you You feel a confidence that, hey, whatever happens at the point guard position, the best man won. Or whatever happens at the two-guard position, hey, the best man won. There's no like, well, I brought in this point guard, that's my guy. Or I brought in this point guard, that's my guy. And you're kind of feeling like, damn, he, he might not really be in my corner as much as they recruited me. So I feel like even from the change in regards to, you know, training, uh, film, you know, all inside of the office, has all the kids tremendously because the attention to detail is coming from all the coaches. And I think that's what Mike likes the most about Coach uh Miller and his staff is hey Mike, you gotta work on this. We 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 have a system, but in order for you to really excel in our system, we need you to work on this and be great at this. You're that guy that, you know, you're picking up guys full court, raising hell. You're you know, attacking, getting pain touches and driving and kicking. Now that's what you do in our system. And that's what's going to get you on the court in our system, but oh, by the way, we're going to still work on this, 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 and this off the court or one-on-one because we know ultimately long-term you're trying to get to, to hear. You see what I'm saying? So those relationships and, uh, you know, you know, your actions speaking out in your words have really stood out for the kids since the summertime, you know, yeah. is it's, it's, it's evident, you know. So that that's that's the biggest and again, you know, COVID, you know, obviously plays a big part last year and you know, the, the amount of time you can have with these kids and the adjustments obviously, but I'm just saying and when you look at today and the and, and what Wes is trying to do for these kids and for this program, that's the confidence and the in the in the in the relationships that everybody has has really put this team in an unbelievable space.
2: Have you had a chance to be around them a whole lot or were you even allowed to go to either of the uh, so-called secret scrimmages
1: <clears throat> no I, I okay so I have a bit I didn't get to go to any of the scrimmages but obviously being in, being like an AU coach you know what I'm saying you have relationships with the opposite staff so they kind of you know they kind of give you feedback you know what I'm saying they kind of you know you know point out some things and like the Ohio staff was 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 super high on the team, you know, Detroit was the the guy that I normally talk to. Detroit, uh, he wasn't able to be there because of uh, an issue with his family. But I had a guy that, a good, that has a good relationship with with Coach Davis that kind uh, of talked to him. But no, I personally wasn't there though.
2: Do you get a sense from Mike that? And again, we're not trying to to dip, dip and dive back into the previous regime a little bit. But like the chemistry the, the, like they're they're i guess pushing uh the competition aspect like um i always say this whenever i whenever i'm coaching if, if i get a guy who wants a position guaranteed i don't want him because i want guys who are competitive who are gonna you know who are who want to be pushed by other kids do you think it's changed over the last couple of years or do you think Maybe you just you weren't around enough
1: to know. You know, again, just just kind of based on again, so there's 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 different dynamics, okay? So I, I and I, I agree with you, like you don't want to try to compare or dip or dap or go back, but I do believe, like, <clears throat> again, it's kind of it's kind of like a it, it's tough when again when you have guys that come in. And this particular coach brought him in, or this particular coach says, Hey, you come here, this or that, this or that, and then you and then you intertwine with I'll give a scenario like this. If I have a kid that's um, I don't know who's young, let's say I, I mean I could use Mike as an example, a young point guard per se, even though Mike's a sophomore. If I'm if I'm dealing if I'm dibbling dabbling with the transfer portal, or I'm dribbling dabbling with uh, 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 a player that's that we are competing against other schools you know some some coaches can use those tactics to say hey he don't do this 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 or this right you come in you'll take his spot well you're this 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 or this you come in like so they're not guaranteeing it but they're kind of guaranteeing it because you're you're saying to this other player the other kids weaknesses. You're you you you're pretty much giving a sense of you don't have confidence in this kid. That's why we want you. So I think when you look at the new coaching staff, yes, West did bring in three guys from UNGC. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And yes, you know, you had the guys they that, that are that are back and you had to convince them to stay. But me speaking in, in regards to a parent, as a parent. Sitting, having Wes Miller sit in my family room. No, he never guaranteed Mike, Hey, if you come back, you're my point guard. All he said was, "You, you, your dad knows a lot of people. Have him call anybody he wants in the country, and they will call you." I play the players that earn their position. I play the players that still help us win. I play the players. Da 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 And he was right. His actions smaller than his words. So, and I think all the kids know that, again, you're with that mindset of, uh, no, Coach West didn't promise me this spot if I came back to Cincinnati. No, Coach West didn't promise me that spot if I let you in GC. Coach West told me there's opportunities. There, you know, if I work on this part of my game, that part of my game, then there's an opportunity to play. There's an opportunity to do this, opportunity to do that. i watched a lot of film of your game. great at this. You need to work on that. If you do this, you will play. So you know that's the that's what you're kind of looking at, and I think that's again that's helped these kids. So Mike knows again; he knows why he don't play or why he does play, or why he's not starting or why he does start. Because there's no gray area on that on that practice. There's there's no confusion. There's constant communication. There's constant watching film, and it's not just with Mike, it's with McGinnis, it's with Madsen, it's with David, it's with, so, again, you you know, the media or parents might be like, oh, Mike is gonna do this, or is gonna do this, or, or Koval's gonna do this, it's like, no, it's what they see in practice, and, and I guarantee you, no matter what I tell you, no matter what Chewie's parents tell you, no matter what j people tell you, those kids know what they have to do to get on that court now i've been in their practices so there's no confusion they know what the expectations are for coach west miller and you know if there's if you're wondering why so-and-so's not playing and so-and-so's not doing this well there's something going on in practice and it's not about you know a promise or about you know this or that It's 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 pretty cut and dry you know it's pretty cut and dry
0: now this brings up some good points because I feel like this roster has a lot of depth to it in regards to the fact that you've got a handful of returners, you've brought in there's no true freshmen that are that are scholarship players on this roster. You've got experienced big men, you've got the two active leaders in block shots in the NCAA on the same roster. You've got, you know, Hayden Koval and Abdul Doe are gonna walk out of uh, finish this season with their PhDs. They've been in college so long. So <laughs> Having that depth oh, is yeah. going to be very helpful, and having guys that know Wes from UNCG will be helpful. And I also think if you look at the staff, you've got Wes, and you've got three assistant coaches, and then you've got Chris Lepore, who's the, the chief of staff. He was an assistant at UNCG. You've got special assistant to the head coach, CB McGrath. He was the head coach at UNC Wilmington. You've got you know, guys on the staff that are in non-coaching roles that have coaching experience. So I think the level of talent on the roster is good, and the level of talent in the coaching staff and in the, just the staff in general is very, very good. So I think that will be helpful to you know, adapt to a new system. And, you know, they start with Evansville next Tuesday, and then that Saturday, Georgia's coming to town, and they have some new pieces in place too with a, some staff reshuffling. And then game four, who are you playing? in Illinois in a neutral site event in Kansas City that I hope to be at. So, yeah. Jeff, let me just get your thoughts before we go to, to Coach. In terms of just the, the composition of the roster and the staff in these first four four or five games, what are you kind of looking for and what do you think we'll see in, in regards to who plays the most and, and just the, the kind of depth they have? Because I, I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think West played anyone on his team last year more than 30 minutes a night.
2: Yeah, well, that's always, that's always good to keep guys fresh. I think most people are looking for better defense. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, especially at the rim. Obviously adding those two you know big shot blockers is is going to help. Like there's not going to be a layup line to the hoop anymore. Um, I you know coach I, I guess I'm gonna, this is a question for you talking about depth and talent like what what where did UC finish in the conference last year in a regular season? Do you remember? Brett. And they it. I,
0: I think they were fifth before uh in the regular season standings, okay. fifth or sixth. I think they played four seed so SMU in the first they're round. They're
2: picked sixth oh, in the preseason, but I guess maybe we're biased or I'm biased, but I, I see up and down the, the level of talent or potential. And I think it's a lot better. I mean, losing Tari is gonna hurt, but I think up and down the roster it just it seems like it's more more talented, they have more ability. So, I don't, I guess I kind of don't understand why sixth. Um, I'm hoping you know, third or fourth because I don't think they're better than Memphis or Houston. But what are your expectations, coach? You
1: asking me or Brad? Coach, oh, my
0: I'm not a coach, yeah.
1: Oh, <laughs> my um, I'm, I'm sorry, I'll I'm forgetting. <laughs> <clears throat> wow, um. I don't know. I really, I really, you know, the expect, it's kind of tough. I don't, I don't really know for sure if I even, even last year ever, do I like have expectations in terms of how they finish, you know what I mean? Or teams finish okay. just because of like injuries. But I do think, but I, oh, I'm so, sorry, go ahead. So, no, say. Like, what about the, what about the talent
2: comparison between last year and this
1: year? Oh, man. It, it ain't, it's, it's, our, our, our length and athletic ability in the front court is, is crazy. Like this, like, so I went to like the open gym when they all first got together and then I saw another open gym and I was at, their practice probably two weeks ago. And then even just kind of talking to Mike, like our front court is crazy. Like they can, our front court athletically and, 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 and challenging shots and things like that. We can, we can do that with anybody. Because we're also older, you know what I'm saying, up front. Now, when you start getting into, like, maybe versatile bigs that can, like, stretch out and knock down threes and stuff like that, that's maybe where we might get, it might get a little tricky with us. But we're, our front court is, is tough. And then, like, again, our, bra- our back our backcourt's pretty much the same, I think. Everybody's pretty much, you know, my, and, 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 you know, Mike always talks about David. Like, David DeJulius is a totally... See, I know David DeJulius from... The family AU, you know what I'm saying, playing them in Fort Wayne, game planning for him, stuff like that. And he was just a dynamic scorer. So that David De Julius that we saw last year, just just pretend like that's just a whole different kid. Because this kid right that's coming back this year is on a whole different level. He is the David De Julius that we expected and that, you know, was recruited by a lot of schools all over the country. So I think talent-wise, man, and again, I talked to – shit, I just talked to Tari, you know, two nights ago, man. I talked to him all the time, and I saw he had a good game early. So I'm not going to sit here and try to indirectly be like, oh, without Tari, you know, things like that, because Tari's a hell of a talent. But we got a lot of depth up front that's going to be huge for us in our conference. And I think our guards are confident. I think, you know, Mike gained a lot of confidence late. David's a hell of a player. Shuey obviously is a hell of a player. Mason gained confidence last year. He's gonna be big, you know. And I think, you know, from what Mike's telling me, Newman's Newman is 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 a great, very high IQ player, you know. And um, we got a lot of demo. We got a lot of talent. I, I do believe that if we had to, if, if you took this team with what Wes is teaching them, and maybe if West had a little bit more f- familiarity with them, and you put us last year in American, uh, we'd be a, we'd be a major problem. We definitely would be Memphis. We definitely would be Memphis' team from last year, for sure. Houston might be a whole different monster, but we would definitely be better than what we would definitely be Memphis, no question. And Wichita and SOU and all that. Yeah,
2: see this is what I'm saying. Like you're saying that the talent is so much better, yet, you know, preseason poll, they're six. I I guess maybe I'm seeing it through my bearcat glasses, but I just don't see how they finish yeah, they, like, that low. I know.
1: I think this maybe they probably figure, okay, Keith Williams is gone. He's our leading scorer. But y'all know Keith had moments where he kind of went oh, wrong. Yeah. But he did lead it statistically in a lot of stuff. I think they, they- don't really – I mean, they probably don't – they're not really probably sold 100% on Mike. They're not not 100% sold on David. So I think – the, the the general media, it's probably so easy to say, well, they got Kendrick Davis coming back. They got ETNE coming back. Let's put them over those guys. And oh, Memphis is this and Houston's that. So that's probably where they're getting, that's probably where they're, they're just being lazy in regards to evaluating, you know what I'm saying? But I think anybody that goes to those practices and anybody that knows Wes Miller, like, they know if we finish fifth or sixth, it's got to be because of injuries or it's got to just be, you know, just a little bit of inexper- inexperience that might hurt us kind of early or something. Inexperience I, is best that execute not, you know, the offensive philosophies that he might have. Because defensively, we're going to be straight. Defensively, we're going to be good in the conference. Because you don't really have a whole lot of teams that, like, are, like I said, our weaknesses might be like fives and fours that are like they can stretch you to know, like do a lot of pick and pop stuff and I don't think there's many teams in the conference that play like that it's still kind of a guard wing oriented conference and I think we can go toe-to-toe with anybody especially with our rim protection.
0: I think something that stands out to me that you've pointed out as well is that when you look at the history of Cincinnati and where they've excelled the most and I think the football team is kind of the same way when they're predicted to finish lower or they're, they have a lot of doubters in the national media the Cincinnati's got that kind of, they embrace the underdog mentality and, and kind of Cincinnati against the world kind of philosophy in order to motivate the team. So if they were picked to finish third, while that might be cool to talk about, I think from that standpoint, being picked to finish sixth is maybe not the worst thing because I, I do feel like Wichita and SMU and UCF, those schools haven't really finished at the top in quite a while. I'm not sure UCF ever has. and. SMU returns a lot of talent, but they lost some guys, too, and they kind of have been known to fall apart. If you look at their message board of the SMU, they, they really don't like their coach. Um, UCF brings back a ton, but they were very up and down last year. So there's a lot of uh, volatility, I would say, after those top two schools. And something I'm very curious to see is how the big man rotation is going to be because coach as you pointed out they have you know a lot of size up front we've heard a lot about Victor Locken looking really good in practice and he's never played a college game before so if he pushes for time with Otto and Koval and, and Odie and if Davenport starts at the four you know can they play to traditional big men at the four and the five when a lot of schools aren't doing that anymore how is that going to work in terms of switching and pick and pop stuff like that so those are things I'll be looking out for but I, I will say this, having size will be very important when they play Illinois because uh, Kofi Coburn's going to miss their first three games. And, of course, it wouldn't be Cincinnati if his first game this season wasn't against the Bearcats. So yeah. he is 6'11", 7 feet tall. He's He's got to be 300 pounds. I mean, it's kind of like back in the day, Yancey Gates was listed at 250. Everyone knew Yancey was like 285 pounds. Right. Um, so you're going to need that depth and size against those kinds of teams. So if you want to make a run and, and maybe get to the postseason play, no one's going to be like, oh, we have too much depth up front. No, no one's going to criticize that. So, Jeff, how do you look at that start? Because against Georgia last year, they didn't play a very big lineup. They got up and down, and the rep protection was lacking. <coughs> so this has got to be a little bit of a payback game, maybe the second game of the season when Georgia comes to Cincinnati, you think?
2: Oh, yeah, and I'm, I'm guessing that Coach Dollar will have something for uh, for them as well, little, nice little scouting report. Um, but sure, and also, you know, you're going to have a, a an arena full of, of rabid bearcat basketball fans who haven't been there in, in a year. So, uh, I definitely I, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to all of them. I mean, I think he's scheduled wisely. Like so many new pieces, so many you know unfamiliar parts. Like don't don't over schedule with just you know some ridiculousness. Um, you kind of just break in, a little slowly. Uh, learn your rotations. Learn who. Learn who's going to do what. and What you can expect from certain guys. I, I, I think it's uh, it was the, the wise play on Wes's part for sure.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that because you're still playing high major programs in Georgia and at Xavier, even at Miami of Ohio's. Uh, you know, local road. You know, getting getting the team to play together because they have a lot of experience, but not together. Um, yeah. now, now, coach, in terms of met, you mentioned practices and. And just where guys are lining up and things like that. How much do you think in terms of uh, having that veteran roster? Like you said, if guys aren't playing as much, it's because of practice or they're being told by the coaching staff. So do you feel like the continuity and how close these players seem to be already? Because we saw some clips – uh, from the scrimmage against Ohio where you had, you know, David, you had three or four dunks in, in like a one-minute sequence and, and finishing around the rim and defending the rim. How much do you think that's going to play a part? Because it was easy last season if guys didn't play much, they were so isolated and the lack of contact. How much do you think that's not going to be an issue this year where if guys are playing as much, well, they'll know why and it'll be easy to kind of keep everyone together as the season wears on?
1: I think I think the veteran I think the, the the veteran aspect of it and like you said the 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 relationship that these guys have, um, it's 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 gonna help a lot, you know I, you know I, again I, I went to uh, practice, and I think the reason why I actually went there is because Wes had given them three days off, so Mike was able to you know being in Indianapolis able to, he was able to to be off, and. It was one thing to just say, hey, guys, <clears throat> you don't have practice for three days. Do whatever. But here Wes is, is saying, hey, hey, look, guys, for the guys that are still here, you guys want to do something? You guys want to hang out? You guys want to go out to eat? You know what I'm saying? So, like, they're constantly are given opportunities to do things off the court. So there is that, that, that they're a family. And obviously, if, when you go into these wars with the – Georgias, the the Xavier, all that kind of stuff. You want to go to war with guys that are family, and you want to go to war with a leader that treats you like family. So of course you're gonna go out there. You know, you know, you 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 hear the Mike's voice. You know, I want to do good for West. I want to do good for Cincinnati. You know, because in reality, one of these kids, the majority of these kids, they want to go to college to go to the NBA. You know, so their whole mindset is. I gotta do this, I gotta be this, I gotta be that, I gotta be that, I gotta have these numbers, I gotta do this. So you gotta flush that out. Then you gotta flush out the whole, you know, like I said, the, the, the pressure of what the outside people, even your family expect from you in terms of playing time starting, whatever, whatever. And then like I said, then you gotta then you gotta look at yourself in the mirror and say, Hey, in order for me to succeed and for, the, for this this team to succeed, I gotta give I gotta give up something and Wes has done a good job of convincing these kids like hey it's it's you know it's okay to only play 25 minutes or 20 minutes if you're going 110%. You don't have to you don't have to play 30 minutes to prove you're a dog. Go hard for 20 25 minutes. In my system, you know, I need I need to play two point guards, three point guards. It's okay. Instead of somebody feeling like, oh, man, he's playing three-point guards. Dang, that means I'm only going to play. No. You feel good knowing, okay, I might only play 20 minutes, but Dave is playing 20, and Shuey's playing 20, and McGinnis is playing 20, and we're going hella hard for 20 minutes, and that's all that matters. Wes has done a great job, and the kids have bought into that concept. Now, obviously, you know once the game starts, that all can change. And, and, and you know, the inside and, and the voices and you know things like that could always change. But as far as going into the season, you 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 feel a hundred percent better knowing that you're 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 you you have a family that you're going to war with and not feeling like we're playing this game and I don't know if dude is really with me. I don't know if this guy's really with me. I don't. I don't know if. I don't know if he's really wishing bad on me, so he can get in the game. You know what I'm saying? And you don't. You don't want to. You don't. You know. Even even as a parent, you know. And I don't want to. I don't want to try to bash or things like that. But anybody would know. You can even look at it as a job. You never want to go into a competition against another team or or a position for another spot, and you're feeling like I want him to mess up so I can get in the game. I want him to the coach to go off so I can get in the game. No, you you you, you want to ride for your brothers. You want him to win, and there's a way for everybody to win, and you don't have to feel like somebody else's downfall is my opportunity to come up. That's the wrong way to go into anything. That's a bad way to start a culture with any situation. And I think, again, with the way this is set up right now, that, you know, we we as as fans and as parents, as, as all this, we can all roll the dice and say, oh, I think this person's gonna start and play these minutes. This person's gonna play that minute. We can all do that. But when it's school clear, West is gonna roll something out there, and I think every kid will know why. And it's all friendly competition. And it's all love. You know, I don't want to get into a specific name, but I know that that barely played or did not play at all at the last scrimmage. For And it could have been because of injury. It could have been because of the rotation. But I know he was so energetic during the game that you didn't know he didn't get in. And then once – you know, they realized he didn't get in. A lot of teams like, it's all right, man. Just be ready. It's all right, man. It's just a scrimmage. Or be all right, man. And he w- and he was cool with that. And West talked to him, and the staff talked. It was it w- it was cool. And a lot of times in college basketball, you know, when it's in certain situations, you don't have that. Well, I play. Shit, who cares? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cuss. But I <laughs> who cares? I'm good. You know what I'm saying? It's that. So, who you? It who sounds, you that same kid might be like, "Oh man, I'm waiting for someone to mess up for my time to come." No, you can't, you can't wish bad on your teammate for you to come up. That's a code of the. That's a that's code of game. That's a code. You taught that in AAU, high school, middle school. You can't wish bad on your on your teammate or your peers for a come up. You got to earn it.
2: Sounds like you're saying that uh, UC's in good hands with
1: Wes Oh, great hands.
2: Great hands. Are, are you how excited are you for the next couple of years? Not, we're not going to go into recruiting names, but like the the caliber of player, plus the fact that they're going into Big Twelve, like you're going to see the program rise tremendously over the next oh, couple of
1: years. It's going it's to be crazy. It's going to it's going to be crazy, and you know, like Brett, tell you know West of them. So we had uh, Joey Brown. He's in my program. Uh, Wes is requesting the staff. Mike Robertson I'm recruiting him. And, obviously, Xavier Booker, he's a part of my hes a part of my program. They're recruiting him. So, you know, I see the other side, too, in regards to recruiting and there were communications with them. And, again, you know, Joey Brown was at a practice uh, last week. Um, Xavier Booker, he just visited the campus and talked to some of the uh, uh, administrative people. He didn't actually see a practice, I don't think. But you can just tell – what he's saying and what they're about and their vision that they have and then you and then you piggyback again off of what what Mike is telling the kids and what Rob is telling the kids and you know, Mason and things like that. Like you gotta feel you gotta feel good, man. You gotta you gotta feel excited. You gotta feel confident. The guy's a winner, man. The guy the guy's reputation again, you know, when Wes got the job, you know, I was still it was like the in July July here and I was coaching so we're at all these all these venues, and you know that's all this that's all um, you know most of the guys that I was able to communicate with, the contact man, you know Mike is in great hands with Wes Miller. Wes Miller is the great, is great. Wes Miller this, Wes Miller that, and they didn't have to do that. And these are guys that I know genuinely, you know, are good guys. They ain't all know you know weird stuff. They're like, no, Wes Miller's gonna do things the right way. He's gonna develop. He's gonna put a staff together that's great. You know, I have a relationship with Mike Roberts. Mike Roberts has always been a great guy, but now the Cincinnati fans the, should be super excited this season. You know, we talk about expectations and predict predictions. So everybody knows what we're against. You know, what I mean, we know COVID affected a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of all the sports of the whole world. But we also know we got a young coach that's coming in. With a bunch of a bunch of new kids, and he and he's trying to implement a system that, you know, what I'm saying, yeah, I know I know Hensley and McGinnis know his system, but they're still young, you know. And Koval was with him, you know, for a year, but what a year, that's it. So he's trying to do all this. So they're gonna be they're gonna be lows and gonna be highs, but but you know what, I man, that dude that dude's heart's in the right place. There's a reason why he was ranked this and ranked that and. All these schools one him, and I've, and I've actually had some really, very um, deep conversation with West about like his his said and his history, and you can tell, man, that dude he ain't, he ain't about no fake stuff. Like he is who he is. Like, and I think that resonates towards his teams and towards his players. You know what I mean? I think I think it's it's it's, it's everybody should be excited about it. Everybody.
0: Yeah, I think we're everyone's excited for the season to start. And it seems like, like Jeff said, it's been so long since the fans have been in the arena. And now everyone's got to make sure they have the the ticket app on their phone. And everyone's asking if they're sending out paper tickets or when the tickets are showing up. So I think next Tuesday will be a very exciting atmosphere for everybody. And I just think with, you know, with College Game Day coming for the first time on Saturday for the football team, the atmosphere and the environment and You know, having recruits being able to see games and just see what what Mike and Mason and the players on the team got to see when they were being recruited will be a big difference maker. And I I just think it'll be really great for these kids to just be college students. I mean, we talk about the basketball part and the practices and and how how much time they can spend on the court. But, you know, they haven't been around a full campus, and, and this will be a whole great experience for them to be able to go on the road and, and, and see opposing fans and get heckled and all that stuff. It's just all all, the, all that part of it, Jeff, I think gets glossed over in what was lost last season. I think that part of it, letting these students really soak that in and just the stuff they kind of dreamed about when they were shooting hoops in the driveway or down at the playground or playing AAU, wondering what it's going to be like to play in front of a packed house in college. Yep.
2: Yeah, oh, no. Yeah. And let, let them be kids, man.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, they're really kids. They're, you know, like, let them, let them enjoy the entire experience. And, and I'm excited for them, you know, as as a fan, I'm excited for them to get to feel. And, you know, Wes, too. Like, Wes has never experienced a, a packed fifth-third. He's talked, you know, a bunch of times about how cool it is for Nipper. But, you know, uh, he's... He's going to be he's going to be blown away I think you know that, that first big fifth third crowd I think he'll be like yeah I'm in the right place.
0: Should be very very exciting. All right, well uh, I don't want to take up any more of everyone's time. We're kind of doing this during the day. So coach, I appreciate you hopping on and giving us your insight and your thoughts cuz you offer so many different perspectives as as the coach of a player on the team, as an AAU coach. And as someone that's just been around so many college programs, and and you speak to players and coaches all the time, so we appreciate your time, and I'm sure Jeff does as well. And Jeff, you know we'll try we'll try and do this a little more consistently during the season. Just been you know, it's just been hectic for everybody right now.
2: Yeah, got some football stuff to talk to still. Talk about yes,
0: too. I'm trying to line up some guests for that. You know, <laughs> but I was I was fortunate that uh, Coach Saunders was able to join us and give us his insights. So thanks again, Coach, and uh, we'll have I'm you no on problem. again in the future. Yeah.
1: Thanks, folks. All right, you guys take care. All right, you bro. too. Thank you. Yeah.